Hi, American Salon listeners. On this episode of our podcast, we're going to talk about hair loss and how you can help your clients. Joining us are two experts on the topic, Dr. Sophia Kogan, co-founder and chief medical advisor at Nutrafol, and Scott Buchanan, owner of Scott J Salons. Hello to you both. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for having me. How's everyone doing today? Wonderful. Great. Um, Dr. Sophia, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your background and why you're here with us today. So I am the co-founder and chief medical advisor at Nutrafol, um, a brand that focuses on hair thinning with natural botanical ingredients. And uh, my background is I'm a, I'm a physician um, and I did training in dermatology. And so, and then I got really interested in integrative uh, medicine and integrative ways of targeting things like hair thinning and um, connected with my two business partners. And of course, that's how we came about to creating the, uh, the brand that we have now today. Awesome. So you're really a pro when it comes to this topic. And Scott, can you tell us a little bit about your beauty industry background? Sure. Well, I'm a, I'm a licensed hairdresser. I've been in, in the business for 42 years. Uh, I have um, salons in Manhattan, uh, New York City, um, and I've been a salon owner for about 32 years. And I employ you know, a hundred plus people and uh, have really uh, dealt with consumers and the beauty, you know, as a hairdresser behind the chair with women dealing with thinning hair, uh, as most hairdressers do every day of my career. And actually over the last probably 20 years or even maybe 25 years, as women got more into the industry, uh, into the workforce, uh, more and more thinning hair seemed to be the topic of conversation. So I was very excited as a as a salon owner and a business owner to to finally meet uh, a, a, an answer to my guest problems when I found Nutrafol. Awesome. So you're really in the trenches dealing with this every single day. And I should I should mention also that I am <clears throat> Scott brought up his personal experience, and I should mention that I had experienced um, hair thinning myself. So that was one of the things that led me to sort of explore this further as you were talking about it, how you have tons of women coming in your direction and not knowing what to do. Um, I have been there as well. So one of the reasons why I wanted to learn more and I wanted to help with creating this product was because um, it was something that I was looking for personally as well. Yeah, it affects, it affects so many, so many people, both men and women. Um, and actually, something that a big question um, you know, in the professional beauty world and also the consumer world is what causes thinning hair? Is it mainly affected by your genetics or are there other things that can cause it as well? Um, genetics, of course, play a role, you know, just like I was saying, I had experience of it, but for me, my experience was I was genetically predisposed, but every single time I was really stressed is when I really truly had this manifestation of hair shedding and loss. And so, you know, it happened in college, it happened in medical school, it happened in residency, kind of like every time there was an extraordinary amount of stress. So I think genetics will predict, not everybody who's stressed is going to lose hair. So genetics do play a role. However, I always say that it's, you know, genetics load the gun and environment pulls the trigger. So in many ways, um, you are who you are. However, there's so many other things that play a role in hair thinning. It's always, 
you know, multifactorial, we call it multifactorial, meaning that there are multiple causes that actually contribute. There are multiple root causes. Um, and some of those are, in fact, stress. And I'm sure, Scott, you could probably talk a little bit more about that and what you see in your in your practice, um, but also, you know, immune responses in the body, what we eat, nutrition, what toxins and, you know, we're exposed to, um, likewise, aging, as well as oxidative stress. So as we age, we have less antioxidants and more oxidative exposure, um, as well as hormonal imbalances. Of course, genetics play a role in that particular hormonal component, such as dihydrotestosterone or the more potent form of testosterone. Um, and, um, and our microbiome plays a role as well. And so there's so many different elements to that. And every single one of these things will contribute. They will be different in different people. Um, however, there are always these multiple root causes. You know, can I just add to that? I mean, as a as a hairdresser, you know, my go to, especially early on, um, before I had other tools besides knowledge, was uh, be, besides Nutrafoil, and and now, you know, brands are coming out with topical, you know, shampoos and conditioners and revitalizers like Aveda has um, to to help with uh, hair thinning. Uh, but you know, when clients used to sit in my chair and they would complain about thinning hair or their their color wouldn't stick or go. The first thing I would say to anybody, man or woman, is have you had your thyroids checked? Because, and it was always, they always thought I was the most brilliant person in the world and I was a medical <laughs> doctor. I didn't know anything about it, except I know that the majority of my clients, when I would say that, they would, they would either say to me, you know, I just came from the doctor and I just started some medication on that. Or they would say, you know, but I was thinking I need to go to the doctor. Or they would just go to the doctor after I said that and then come back and tell me that that's what it was. So, you know, thyroid played a big piece in, in, in a lot of reasons why things, you know, thinning as well as hair color, not taking, not covering gray, things like that, covering differently, taking darker. So it's very much an internal, and that's what attracted me to Nutrafoil so much is because that takes care of the internal and then there's the topical things that we can do on top to cleanse our scalps and create healthier scalps for the hair follicle to grow. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I absolutely think, you know, between thyroids and stress, because I absolutely saw the difference in 40 years, you know, I would probably say thinking back now is probably more like 30 years ago when women really started to get actively executives in, in the workforce. I started to see more women sit in my chair and complain of thinning hair, you know, than I did when I first started when I was 19. Wow. And that makes sense because thyroid is also highly affected by stress. So uh, we know that women experience a lot more thyroid disease than men, uh, you know, and it's almost like an epidemic of subclinical hypothyroidism, something that we don't often talk about. And this is a little going a little nerdy for me right now because I like this stuff. Uh, but a hundred percent, you're right. You know, usually that's the right thing to do. If you go to a dermatologist, if you go to anyone, you know, to, to really, and, and you're really like the first person that people see, right, is, is your hairdresser. So somebody like you is really, really well-versed. And that's what I said, like the first line of defense is really your hairdresser, your hair stylist, because they are going to see your hair every single day. And they're going to see things like that, that I don't even think about. It's like, how does hair, how does the color take? How does that, is there a change? Is there, there's these minute changes that can happen that you notice a lot sooner than even maybe the client does. And, um, and yeah, it's very, it's brilliant. It's absolutely true. If you go to a doctor, they will, ask, they will say, 
that one of the things that will check is your thyroid. But sometimes thyroid come back normal. However, we know that subclinically underneath it all, there is a thyroid imbalance because of the stress component that is underlying all that. And that's usually what, you know, throws a lot of your hormones off, really. And, you know, I just want to add to that. Uh, sometimes clients think they're losing a lot of hair and they're like, I have a hundred hairs in my sink. You know, they'll be like, I'm just losing. I said, you're not, you're not thinning. Are you sure you're thinning? I have so many hairs and I'm in my sink. And I'm like, well, you know, we also go through shedding periods. You know what I mean? And you have to realize that sometimes, you know, a hundred hairs is not a lot of hair clumps of hair, hair on your pillow, hair in your sink every time, you know, does become something. So it's amazing, you know, how I, I just love that thinning hair now is really being talked about because I do believe it's very affected by stress uh, for me, myself included, you know, like you, when I went through stressful times, I noticed more hair loss in my hair than before. So, and since I've been taking Nutrafoil and <laughs> it, it's gotten a lot better, which is also great. But uh, yeah, it's just funny with clients, you know, and their, their idea of what's thinning. You know, I have a woman that, you know, has 20 pounds of hair and she's like, I, you know, I have a hundred hairs. I said, you could lose a hundred more. Don't worry. <laughs> For everyone, it's different. And of course, anybody, and I think people are very different and what they notice is a change. And I think that's the importance of, of being a attentive to the change or the shift that somebody is experiencing rather than um, assuming like sometimes doctors or, you know, will assume that the, it's normal to lose a hundred. For most people, it's normal to lose a hundred hairs a day. However, for some, it's a lot. And for some, it's very little. And it's because they're right. They do have 20 pounds of hair. So they, maybe that's a normal pattern for them. But what I always say is that the key is that you lose less than you grow. So sometimes you're going to lose more, sometimes you're going to lose less. But if you're losing more than you're growing, then it becomes a problem. So um, it's normal to shed. It's, it's just not normal to shed more than you're growing. Thank you. And that's going to be my new comment to my guests. <laughs> so hair loss, thinning hair, Scott, it's not the sexiest topic to bring up to a client in the salon, but it's super important. And if a client isn't the one to bring it up to you and you're noticing like, Hey, wow, I'm, she's losing so much more in the shampoo bowl than I remember. Um, what are some ways that you broach that topic with clients? You know, we build relationships. So as, as I comb the hair and as I start playing with the hair, if I see excess hair on my comb or when I'm combing them out after they get shampooed and there's lots in my hands, I might talk to them about the health of their hair and, and thinning and what do they notice things when they're brushing their hair at home. You know, I sometimes curly haired people, you know, I, it's like a cardinal sin to brush your hair if you have curly or wavy hair because you don't want it to go out to the, you know, you don't want it to frizz out. But I tell those people they need to move the oils through their hair, you know. And so I try to give them little tips like that, you know, like make sure you brush your hair before you go in the shower, you know, that old wives tale of a of a hundred strokes on the hair, you know, that would, that made some sense because it takes the oil off of your scalp and brings it down to the bottom parts of your hair. And sometimes it's the hair ends that are brittle, not so much you're losing hair from the scalp, but your, your hair is brittle. So it gives me a chance to talk about external products, conditioners, masks, and things like that. And, and then I just ask, you know, ask a lot of questions like a doctor would, you know, ask a lot of questions to see if I have to bring them into something, uh, another area. And now I have a new tool, which is what I call Nutrafoil in my salon. We call it a tool to help with the combating of thinning hair. The inside out approach is, 
I'm thinking probably newer to like the beauty industry. I mean, it's, it's always rang true, but I think people are maybe more open to that conversation. There's a bigger focus on wellness and what we eat and just trying to balance ourselves a little better. So um, I'm sure that your clients might be more receptive to those things. Clients always ask me, what vitamin should I take? What vitamin should I take? You know, what's the vitamin in my hair? I, it feels dry. Is there a vitamin I should take? So, you know, people are now realizing it's an in and outside. You know, we can take the outside and make it feel better, but we can make it feel as good as we want if we're not helping the health of the inside. It's not really helping. So between the, the, the Nutrafoil and the outside external shampoo and conditioner or masks or something of that external treatment, together, that's when you're really creating that magic that's going to repair and grow and, and help. Mm-hmm. And how many times do you have clients walk in and say like, oh, I'm taking biotin. And like that's, the, that's their, their number one solution. Yes, biotin and vitamin A. You know, I, I, I take vitamin A. And, you know, it, it's, the conversation is, is something that's a constant with every beauty professional out there. There's not, I don't think there's a hairdresser out there that doesn't have it at least, you know, once or twice a week minimum that you don't get it. And then sometimes more. And Dr. Sophia, maybe you could weigh in a little bit on like what nutrients and which vitamins are essential to, you know, helping thinning hair in addition to just biotin and vitamin A. Well, biotin is really something that I know that um, even back in my training days, that was one of the things that we would recommend um, because there were just no other solutions. And um, it became like, it became such a common thing to say just because it existed. And it was the only thing that was available from the nutritional supplement standpoint. Um, everything else was minoxidil or, you know, just it would medication. So, and it was really nothing available for women. So very little anyway. Um, but in general, biotin is a vitamin, so B vitamin, and it has um, been shown to improve uh, nail strength, but it hasn't really been shown to really improve hair on its own. However, it is in the formulation of Nutrafol, and together with other ingredients, it works synergistically, you know, to improve hair health and to target those underlying root causes. Um, in my opinion, it's important when you're taking a supplement to have things that are not only feeding you nutritionally, because that's kind of secondarily. I always think of hair, uh, I always say, you know, you can water a plant in a sick soil, but it's not going to grow um, if, you, if, if the soil is still sick. If you just water it, it's not going to flourish, right? It might grow, but it's not going to flourish. And the same thing goes for, you know, just taking vitamins and um, nutritional components for hair, because there are these underlying root causes that are a problem and they're preventing proper flourishing. Um, and those root causes are, again, the stress, the immune responses, the aging, the you know, toxins and things like that, and the hormones um, that are imbalanced. So in order to address those, we use um, botanicals and very standardized botanical ingredients that are um, you know, standardized to very particular bioactive components. And so it, we've become really smart today. <laughs> the, the biotech industry is really booming. And so it's kind of like combining science with old um, Eastern medicine to know that 
now we have clinically effective solutions and they can really address these things like stress. Like we have stress adaptogens, for instance, that are able to um, target that hypothalamic pituitary axis that is stimulated or hyperstimulated in a stress response and mitigate or support the stress response in a way that's going to actually help you lower elevated cortisol levels. And that's been clinically proven. And cortisol is a stress hormone, of course, that um, that the follicles are very sensitive to. So, and that's just one example of a really functional botanical ingredient that is in addition to things like, that you can combine with vitamins and minerals, which are important. But again, that's those functional botanicals are really important too. And we have supplemento, which can address the dihydrotestosterone, the access androgen uh, component in certain people and certain populations that can harm the follicles. So um, I would say for a comprehensive supplement, you need you really need all of those ingredients in order to make a difference. And of course, throughout different stages of life, our bodies need different things. And, you know, if someone's experiencing a stressful time, like you said, there's the stress adaptogen, but then um, I believe there's a few other specifics like a postpartum or um, things like that, that Nutrafol also offers. You're absolutely right. So the way that our formulas are uh, created or formulated is specifically to address the needs of people according to their biological gender, biological sex, as well as according to their life stage. So we initially created a men's and a woman's. And um, so again, this is biological gender. Um, and uh, those, you know, again, you'll just, there's a specific need that is slightly different. For instance, men make more testosterone, which translates into making more dihydrotestosterone, which affects the follicles, you know, in genetically predisposed people. So it is important to have more of that in that formulation. Likewise, um, you know, women are highly affected by stress. And what with women that's really interesting is women go through life stages. So there's particular life stages. So for instance, I'm sure Scott, you can comment on this, but um, women particularly experience hair thinning in their men transition into menopause. And during that time, um, their needs are particularly different. Again, they go into this, you know, ovarian function decline suddenly, and then, but the testosterone lingers and declines very slowly. So you have this androgen component that plays a role that you need to address during that time, plus the extra oxidative damage that happens with aging. So we created a formulation that is very particular for women going through their life stage of menopausal transition, which actually we just had a clinical study published on that. And it was fantastic. We're coming out with 12 month results now. Um, we published the six month results already, and it was absolutely um, life changing for those women. Um, and then now we just created a, a product as well. And I'm Sure, Scott, you can comment on this as well as women who are postpartum. So women that have just had a baby, um, you know, about approximately th three to six months afterwards, they go through a transitional period of shedding. Again, it's a life stage. It's expected. It's sort of like something that we don't like talking about much. And I, and I love what you said about that too. It's like, you like to talk about this with your clients because it's really important to bring these things up because it's always been kind of a taboo subject for a lot of us is to bring up these 
these quote unquote, you know, life experiences, right? Like these experiences, transitions, the shedding, the, it's, 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 a, it's an internalized process. For me, as someone who's experienced it, of course, it's, it's very challenging to bring up to somebody else. Um, so uh, that's why, again, that woman will need something different. So my our re most recent formulation is breastfeeding friendly. So we wanted to make sure that a woman can take it right after the baby is born. And so that, that formulation is very different. And again, the needs are different. A lot of, for, for her, it's really important to target the emotional and physical stress of childbirth, right? To address those, to really help with that, um, with that, with the healing process coming out of that, as well as, women postpartum they have a nutritional gap that they need to fill um that is very different from before birth and so the needs are different so that's why we created at least four formulations four core formulas that are addressing specific needs according to age and biological gender which i'm so grateful that you have created those because those conversations are had also all the time i mean women are shot you know after they have a baby they're they're already emotionally, you know, a little bit adjusting just to everything. And, you know, I'm always, my first question is, are you breastfeeding? I see it all the time with the women losing their hair and, and, you know, freaking out. We're supplementing them now with nutrients as they breastfeed, they're giving their nutrients away. So they have to supplement it somewhere. The same meal isn't going to do it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah. And it's, I, it, what I love is it's, it's eye opening to women because they're so unaware, you know, they think they're the only ones that are going through this. And I also notice it in just people with surgery. You know, when you have it, when you've had a lot of surgery, you're on a lot of different kinds of medication, the same thing happens to your hair. It can, you know, you can experience hair loss three to six months after your surgery because that anesthesia is still in your body, still playing games and people react differently. And sometimes it comes out in your hair. I always say to people, they're amazed. I said, the health of your hair is the, is the inside of your whole body. You know, your hair, you know, because your hair is, you know, that's why they do drug tests on hair. Your hair can tell you a lot about when you analyze your hair, it can tell a lot about your internal health from your hair. And people don't think that because they just think about the dead side, you know, the side that we cut off and it doesn't hurt. So, uh, you know, I, hair is a fascinating topic to get into about, you know, what it is and the health of a human being. So I am just, I am so grateful and I, and I don't want to sound like a recording. I'm so grateful we could partner with Nutrifoil because it really adds an extra expertise to my business that um, and a tool that my hairdressers never had before. And, and, and it's just great because it puts us a, 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 a little bit apart from other places. Yeah, the differentiator factor is totally, I mean, it's 100% a benefit. Um, and of course, there's a bunch of, you know, for, for years, like you had brought up a couple of um, hair thinning products you had carried or tried uh, in the past. Um, but what, what kind of drew you to Nutrafol instead of others? And, and why did you choose to partner with them instead of another, another brand? Well, I, from research and hearing um, all the hard work that Dr. Kogan and the initial team did, you know, I, I, I really respected the research I did on them. And also just the fact that I think it partners very well. I'm an Aveda concept lifestyle salon. So I carry Aveda products, which are vegan and organic. And, and I think it, it partners very well next to the, their thinning and hair loss shampoo, conditioner and, and uh, serum that they put on the, on the scalp. So the topical. So I was looking for something 
that could be more from the inside out. And so I found when I, that's how I started to research. And then through the research, I felt Nutrafoil was a step above everything else I'd read or seen. And it's, and it's held very true over the last, you know, eight or nine months that I've had it. It's done nothing but grow and grow and grow and, and really help my business. And my clients love it. It has great brand recognition, just like Aveda does. Um, you know, I put it in my front window and people come right in uh, from my stores just from that recognition. Besides, I've sent out email blasts and, and, and my hairdressers talk about it and my hairdressers use it. I had I, I, I was shocked at, that I had six or seven hairdressers that were already using it and were so happy we were taking the brand on. They were like, oh, my God, I love it. I, I tell my clients, I've been telling my clients to use that on their own. So now that we have more education and, they, and it's more in the family, it's even better. So it's been nothing but a real true, uh, to me, I call them triple wins, a win for the guest, a win for my team, and a win for me as a business owner. It's awesome. It's the trifecta. There you go. <laughs> um, well, if you guys have any last thoughts that you want to share um, with our audience, I, what I got out of this conversation really for me was that how much you actually do have, um, you know, how, how important it is for a, um, a salon or a hairstylist or a hair, um, to just be able to have conversations. So I love that, you know, you can, um, Scott, that you can, you know, teach your team about it, um, just kind of talk about it because it's, it's, it's very personal and I love that you have conversations. So I really just got reinvigorated from the idea of like, Oh, you know what? You are really the first line of defense. You are really truly the people that see that person first and see the minute tiny changes and being vocal about it makes a humongous difference. So I'm really excited to have that conversation with you today. And um, to the listeners, yeah, I just want to say, you know, I think it's important to talk. That's it's very, um, that's what I gathered out of, out of our conversation today. Absolutely. I just want to thank everybody for listening and just say, you know, to Dr. Kogan, thank you and your team for, for being pioneers in this and, and really helping give such a quality product for us to use and for the consumer. And, you know, like you said, the conversation is the relationship. So if we want to build relationships, we have to have the right conversations. And hairdressers uh, and people in the beauty field, you know, we're in a very intimate space in this time. And we, you know, um, uh, we really hear a lot of things, you know, between thinning hair and cancer and people getting cancer and, and, and experiencing it. The first place they go is to their hairdresser because our hair is our crown, our glory. You know, I always say your hair has to go with every mood, good, happy, sad. <laughs> you know, it's not like a shirt. We can buy a shirt and put it on and all of a sudden it doesn't look right. We put it in the back of the closet and we forget about it. But our hair is our crown that we wear every day. And so you know, people talk to us. And so we have to, as beauty professionals, and as we have to be uh, aware and have the knowledge to have the conversations needed to help our guests, because that's our job, not just to be the external beauty and make it pretty, but also to help you be pretty from the inside out so you can wear your crown with, with ease and glory. So I love that. And I'd like to thank both of you for uh, joining us and sharing, um, you know, your experiences and, and your knowledge. Um, that will definitely help stylists help their clients and to start normalizing talking about um, hair loss. It's a super important topic and especially to our industry. 
So stylists, if you have any questions, you can message us on American Salon and we'll make sure that we get them to Scott and Dr. Sophia. And I'd like to thank you again both for joining us and thank you all for listening. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you.